Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Well, alrighty. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is a very long <clears throat> overdue episode of Songs and Stories. Episode number 102 we're up to this morning, today, this afternoon, whenever you might be catching this on the air or on the interwebs somewhere. Uh, if you've been uh, keeping tabs on this, you'll notice that I haven't done one of these in a while, which is very bad form for a podcaster. It's been a little over a month, and I plan to resolve that this morning on this rainy California Saturday and really kind of catch up on my leftover 2010 interviews. I don't say leftover is a bad thing. I just things I haven't gotten to. Uh, I've got a few remaining 2010 interviews that I haven't really put into a podcast yet, so I'm going to do that today and start spitting these out at regular intervals like I usually do. Uh, I've been really busy. If you want to, uh, if you've been keeping tabs on me on my website. I've been playing a lot, done a few band things, and done a lot of solo things. And in fact, last week I went up to, went up, went down to Paso Robos and played one of Steve Key's showcases at a new place called Sculptera, a, a, a winery with some incredibly beautiful, like 20-foot animal statues, brass and marble kind of hybrids out front. Played there. And um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going up to Colfax and playing on KVMR with Wesley Robinson's show. Wesley Robertson's show, and I'll be at Evangeline's Cafe that night on March 5th. I'm also doing my Corlitas Songwriter Series again this year out here in the country, about five minutes east of the house. It's a the Corlitas series is a in the round at a gallery out in the country, and it's very very nice. So if you want to see find out about all of that stuff, you can go to my website michaelgather.com and click on shows. But uh, speaking of podcasts, we're going to talk to a couple of folks today that I almost met several times, Stephanie Bettman and Luke Halpin, a wonderful singer-songwriter duo uh, out of L.A. as of this interview, but they've just recently moved to Denver, Colorado, in the dead of winter. And it's, I've, I, I've, I've been keeping tabs on them, and they made the move okay, but we, we talk about this during the, the, this chat you're going to hear. It's like, why are you moving in December? <laughs> So that'll be kind of interesting. But Stephanie's one of those jack-of-all-trades who's actually really good at everything she does, jack-of-all-trades, uh, creative types. And she talks about that a little bit in the interview. But she's been a, a, an actress, a writer. Uh, she was actually a trapeze artist for a while and always had music kind of hovering in the background and finally decided to just do music and really devote herself to it. Luke's always been a multi-instrumentalist, uh, primarily as a mandolin player and, and uh, harmonica. Mandolin player and um, fiddle player, and so they've, com they've combined forces, and they're officially a duo. And I talked to them uh, not too long ago, a couple of months ago. They came by the house here, but we almost met, boy, at Far West a couple of times. They played a local house concert series, and I think we saw each other at this big mammoth showcase with like 30 artists doing two songs apiece but never actually met. So it was sort of one of my missions to finally meet these people, and we did, and they came by the house, and... Uh, Great interview, great history and backgrounds, and as you'll discover during this interview, they're also very, very nice people and fun to hang out with. They have two releases. Stephanie's first solo CD is called Get Close to Me, which is uh, it's billed as a solo CD, but Luke's on that. 
Uh, her, their second CD is officially as a duo. It's Stephanie Bettman and Luke Halpin called It All Comes Back to Love. Uh, a couple of things before we get started with the music and the interview. If you're new to Songs and Stories, thanks for finding the podcast, however you found it. And you can find out a lot more about this particular episode by going to my website, michaelgather.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for the little section um, called Songs and Stories 102, and I'll put up some links to uh, Stephanie and Luke's tour dates, their website, and all that kind of stuff. You can also go straight to Stephanie's site by going to stephaniebetman.com. It's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B-E. T-T-M-A-N.com, and all the straight links are right there. So let's get started. Let's hear a couple of things. And Oh, I also didn't mention this is going to be a two-parter podcast, which I haven't done in a while. We actually had the time that morning to have them play, so we're going to do this in two parts. Episode 102, which you're listening to right now, is going to be a nice chat around my kitchen table with Stephanie and Luke, and then we'll come back in episode 103, and we'll hear them play a couple of things live. First, here's a couple of cuts off It All Comes Back to Love. Let's hear a bit of the title track, which will give you a really good idea just how wonderful a voice Stephanie has and what a great songwriter she is. And then we'll hear a bit of, oh, let's see, Button Willow, a really nice jam between her and Luke. So here's Stephanie and Luke off the CD and then sitting around my kitchen table. severs you from me and there is a fear of the unknown that colors all we see but the seeds of love are planted and I know they will grow to show us different visions of the things we think we know like a vine it will cover any wall that we can raise called judgment that cuts the ties that bind an illness known as prejudice that poisons both our minds but the seeds of love are planted we can let them be we share the fruits of loveliness that grow upon the tree like a vine it will Like the red 
Yeah. Now that we've changed all the interesting trivia, yeah. we're, we're sort of we're sort of done. Yeah. So the red um, light's on. I've become paralyzed. <laughs> what do I say? Uh, uh, well, thanks for coming by the house. And nice to. So I guess we've almost met several we've times. We've almost met at Toby's at Far I West. Think we've seen each other. Probably that's probably. Yes. And I've heard your music, and I love what I've heard. Well, thank you. So um, I had this. This is probably the question you always get. But I was trying to find somebody to open this thing up. So how do you go from being a trapeze artist to singing in plays and musicals and operas to playing bluegrass music? And was music always part of the scene anyway? Well, music has been part of my life, most of my life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've always sort of had a lot of different things that I do, and I was pretty determined to become a movie star. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really my main focus mm -hmm. for a long time. And then yeah. uh, that I had a pretty nasty crash and burn experience uh, producing um, some some movies and things, and and I decided that, you know, music was feeling more friendly, and it was time mm -hmm. to get back to that, and that's when I really wholeheartedly switched careers, and uh, and I was doing the trapeze and all of those other things while I was... I, yeah, I figured it wasn't like sequential, yeah. Thing. yeah. So that was... And then when I decided to make music my main thing, I decided for once in my life I was going to do one thing, and one thing only, mm -hmm. until I get somewhere with it. Right. Um, How's that going for you, Michael? Doing one thing? Yeah, one thing only. I haven't got to that part yet. I'm I still know. doing jack of all trades. I'm which not I sure it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of miss my. You've you know, seen my bio. We had the Gillette on I've done this and this and this. I, I don't know. I've heard you do everything. Yeah, jack of all trades, master of, well, you know. <laughs> but. Master of something. Yeah. The universe. 
Exactly. My own little, this little corner right here. This is my piece right here. I am Sheila. Fits in the palm of my hand. But I think everybody, I think especially with an artistic bent, you kind of go through that. You know, where do I put my energy at and, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, when you're a creative person and, I don't know, there's a lot of different ways to express it. Yeah. So. I think for me, I think, I would say this, songwriting is the most satisfying creative thing I've found. I think because it's more personal and you can, probably with the, you mm -hmm. probably get this too, I feel like even though it's like, quote unquote, I have more control of it because I can take my guitar and my songs and, and play them versus... Yeah, you can sure. do it. Yeah. yeah. And I used to write screenplays too. Oh, okay. You know, compared to writing a screenplay, writing a song is a dream because mm -hmm. you can finish it in a day for mm -hmm. one thing mm -hmm. and, and you don't need a million well, dollars to make it come to fruition. You know? Right. You right. can finish it in a day. Well, <laughs> some songs. Depends on the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some take, some take some years. Some have taken years, yeah. Yeah, no, that's some a true statement. Some are still sitting true, on the burner. A true statement. And there are times, you probably got this too, where there's times where I've, you have a song that it took you, you come back to it over a year and a half and I, and I think, I have this folk song with like, Three verses in a chorus, and it took me a freaking year and a half, but it's done. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those. That's on the really? new record. It took like four years. <laughs> it's the simplest song in the yeah. world, but it, but four years later, it, all the pieces. But you figure, look how much yeah. you probably wrote and tossed and edited. Well, actually, that's the funny part of this song is collectively, I think it took me, it took like forty-five minutes to write the song. Mm -hmm. An actual yeah, minutes. pen to paper. Yeah, I wrote a core. I wrote a chorus. It's a song called Moonlit Night. That we've turned into a duet, which is mm -hmm. awesome. And I uh, wrote the chorus one day as, yeah. a, as a, I just finished a songwriting book. And I figured, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to write a real catchy, repetitive, hooky chorus thing. Yeah. So I wrote it. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And then it sat around for a year and a half, played it for a friend of mine. Literally, in the amount of time it took him to write on a piece of paper, he wrote what's now the second verse. Mm -hmm. And then it sat around for another year and a half, two years. And I said, well, I should probably finish that song. And I sat down, and as long as it took me to write what's now the first verse, right. it was done. And so really, that was just a matter of focus, then, was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Making yourself sit long enough yeah, to write it. Yeah, that's true. Focus. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah. Well, I, who are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Friday, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, oh, I, yeah. I think so, because I played on Thursday, so this is Friday. Okay. Yeah, I'm running on fumes today, too. We're drinking popcorn, people. Yes, popcorn tea. <laughs> yes. I feel really alive now that I'm drinking this popcorn. It's the caffeine. It's not the popcorn. But you can pretend, <laughs> yes. it, you can pretend it's a healthy aspect of the green popcorn I tea. I haven't had caffeine in quite a long time. I may start talking a lot. Okay, well, this this thing holds three hours, so this could be That's like a multi-part podcast. And you can edit it, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is when people frequent. I say, I don't edit. Oh, well, unless I'm sorry. I, unless I see something really stupid that I <laughs> I see. I see how it goes. Or if Sheila but pipes into something. something really stupid. Sheila's yeah. not going to say anything. I can already no, tell. No, she's pretending she's not here. But there are four of us sitting at the table. Yeah. Oh, oh, hear that little giggle? There it is. That's <laughs> Sheila, everybody. Sheila, the producer. <laughs> yes, the official support person. So back to you since this is your podcast. So did was it movies that got you to L.A.? And where are you from originally? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. And... Uh, Acting got me to L.A. I mm -hmm. was in New York, mm -hmm. but New York just wasn't my city. Mm -hmm. So I tried L.A., and it was more my city. Yeah. And he did Sunshine. Oh, yeah. There isn't much of it in New York. The buildings are so tall, but mm -hmm. in a way. And real winters in New York. Yeah, well, yeah, well the winters... I lived in Chicago for a little while. Oh, I so you're used to, like, well, cold and severe a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can deal with it. Yeah. It's kind of fun in a challenging sort of way. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, it was mainly the sunshine that I missed, mm -hmm. and nature, you know, I mean, there's yeah. Central Park, but it's so, 
It's trampled. Right. And, you know, everybody goes to Central Park for their trees. Bit of nature. Yeah. And, yeah. I found, I've, only, I've been there on trips a couple of times and did the kind of the touristy thing. And after a couple of days, I just, it was weird not seeing any animals, even birds. Yeah. It was very, it just, it hit me because I, I grew up here on the, on, the, on the coast where it's like everything. Yeah, watch out for the deer on the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, and I left New York as an actor and came out here as an actor. And then um, a few years later, decided, ah, forget about that acting thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a musician. That's so <laughs> much easier. Yes. And the money's so much better, too. The money just, <laughs> what's, what's the old cliche? Tens of dollars to be made. Well, we're trying to break that. I'm breaking rumor. that rule. Good. Thrown that myth away. Fifty of dollars. That's just a joke. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. That's for the jack of all trades people who don't yeah. want to be focused. That's right. That's right. Focus. <laughs> yeah. So what's your so what's your background, Luke? My background. I, I am from California, okay. uh, South Pasadena, born okay. and raised ish. Um, did the uh, only sort of raised. He's know. not done being raised. Par- are my parents going to hear this podcast? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I was raised in South Pass, but then we—I was in a family band since I was eight years old with oh. my brother and sister and mom and dad. And we so you've always in, played music. I've always played music my entire life. It's all I've ever wanted to do. Well, I don't know if it's all I ever wanted to do. It's all my dad ever wanted me to do. And then, the trapeze never came into play. For a few you. years of therapy later, I want to do it. Yeah. No, no, no. Trapeze never happened for me. <laughs> and never. I, yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> I don't have upper body strength. It only hurts till you hit the ground. That's anyway, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so I've been playing uh, mandolin and fiddle all all mm-hmm. my life, and then uh, met Stephanie here. She called me. Uh, I was I've been a handyman the whole time too, or some form of construction. Okay. And um, right now, uh, I'm eight months in of, of of making more than tens of dollars in Good. the folk music world. So uh, no more handyman. No more handyman. So that's been a wonderful thing. So it can be done. Um. But she called me. I was standing up on a ladder, and a friend of my, a friend of mine, uh, who was her guitar player at the time, had, mm-hmm. I had played a gig with him somewhere, and he had said, "There's a woman that's going to call, and you should take the gig." Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't playing a ton of music at the time. I'd been in Nashville for three years and dealing with life, and it was a total waste of space. And uh, and what was Nashville like for you? Was it, was it session work? Well, it? well, I did a little bit of session work. I was I, I moved out there with a band that had a oh, little okay. record, independent record deal, and we we weren't in Nashville as much as we were touring out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. But, but I had an apartment there, and um, it was you know it's sort of a love hate thing. You know, it was bad timing for me. If the time it was uh, the joke of Nashville is is that it's a drinking town with a music problem, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, I went into Nashville as a heavy drinker that was having a good time and mm-hmm. left as a heavy drinker that wasn't having a good time. <laughs> and so that's when Stephanie called. <laughs> and then uh, uh, life has, has, has uh, blossomed since then and, and, and things are awesome. But uh, So she hired me as her mandolin player, mm-hmm. which I have since become her duo partner. And the whole band. The whole band. I am the whole band. So mostly I play guitar now, which I'd never done before. Hmm. Um, I sort of, I mean, I noodled on the guitar a little bit and played some chords for writing some songs, but mm-hmm. I, I was mostly focused on fiddle and mandolin. And then uh, it's been kind of fun the last three years. I'll bet. Wood shedding and actually becoming a guitar player instead of just being a hack. Which is, like the, most people start with the guitar and move on to other instruments. Yeah. So you're kind of... I'm the, Apparently I'm the only guy that plays the guitar like a mandolin player <laughs> which probably gives you a really unique style yeah it kind of does yeah. yeah there's sort of a i mean 
I was motor skills wise, I was able to bring the sort of flat kicking bluegrass mandolin playing straight yeah, to the guitar. So yeah. that was easy. But Stephanie writes in like every different genre you can think of, and so that was that was kind of how I approached essentially teaching myself how to play the guitar, like mm -hmm. for real. Like if I'm yeah. going to play the guitar professionally, I'm going to play it really well because I don't like to suck. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was basically okay. She's got some songs that are kind of like rock tunes and some songs they're more jazz there's finger picking there's flat picking and so i just sort of took each song individually and lots of crayons to play with yeah attacked mm -hmm. it yeah, individually nice. and apparently uh what did james hurley say he said uh he said uh versatility with believability he said you should give guitar workshops called playing with versatility versatility with believability i, I love james good. he's a great guy yeah yeah, yeah. he's cool and he coins a good phrase. He can, he yes, can turn a phrase. Words. He said yeah. here yeah. about six months ago, I think. So. Did he? Yeah. Man, I wish, oh, now I wish I'd learned. I'm a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't remember that. I like I'm his Vampires it. in L.A. That's song. a great tune. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He won't tell me how he wrote that song, though. I think it's about the music business. Yeah. In fact, there's a story. In fact, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll send you the link to the pod. I, I recorded some stuff at Far West last year, in our, in our, in our, I did a showcase room last year. Uh -huh. And he actually, t I said, you got to play the vampire song. And I go, where'd it come from? And I was recording. Uh -huh. So I, I, I got the story on, on, on the thing. Yeah, yeah, he was okay with me like, posting. I asked him, I said, where do you, how do you, like, how do you get inspired to write that kind of a song? Because it's yeah. really different, you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, you're a songwriter, you know. I was like, no, I'm asking you, because I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Like vampires, L.A., music business, is any of that kind oh, of stuff? Oh, it's very obvious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. So, so anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking. And you sound great together. So great. so you're not really bluegrass. You're not really Americana. You're kind of across the board, which is really which is really kind of cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I, I think I was listening to you on, on Rosie's show this morning, and I think you were saying one of your big influences recently was Patty Griffin, which is a wonderful choice. Yeah, well, we both – I introduced Liz to Patty Griffin a couple years ago now. Yeah. And she's definitely one of our favorites. I think you like to listen to her when you're driving on the road. Yeah, she's, she's great. Just, oh, she's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, some, some of our influences recently, too, have actually just become other other singer-songwriter friends of ours, too. I found that, in, too. In a lot of ways. When you start meeting these, people and yeah. you like what they do and you're inspired so, by You've it. got a bag full of CDs when you leave a conference. And, yeah. you know, some of them, I mean, a lot of them don't stick, but a lot of them right. do. And then you're like, we've got this one friend of ours that I like, I, I, I feel like I'm his best friend, but I really only had seven minutes of conversation mm -hmm. with the guy. Ben Bedford. Oh, yeah. Ben Bedford's like my ben favorite Bedford. artist right now, and I feel like I'm friends with him because we talked at a conference. And right. We exchanged CDs, and... He's, I, I Facebook him all the time and tell him, just say I'm, I'm, I have a man crush on this guy, I guess, <laughs> supposedly. And, uh, but he's, he's incredible. But I always, I always like, send him messages on Facebook after, we're listening to your record again. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, I should pay you to anyway. keep posting that stuff. He was sort of following us for a while. Like, uh -huh. We would do a show, and then they would yeah, announce from the stage, oh, and coming up in another month or two is Ben Bedford. And we always go, you got to come to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we could spend this whole podcast talking about other people. But. We could, but we're here to talk. Well, I'm yeah. sending it far west. On You guys met Brad Kolarek? He's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah. We have hung out a lot with him in L.A. and actually did a show in it's Colorado. Hill, yeah. It's Wall Hill. He's like my, my new favorite, like, not new favorite, but he's the guy I'm listening to. I, I've, I've loved his songs. Uh -huh. I like his CDs a lot. Yeah, they're really he's well done. He's a really done. good songwriter. It has just enough instrumentation. 
you know, it's mm-hmm. not quite, it's gonna, it's like not quite, not really folk, it's not really American, it's just, it's mm-hmm. not quite country, it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And We actually used, the, the guy that produces Brad's records, we worked with on our last record. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's on all three of Brad's records. Been. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as I got to, I got to MC one of the premiere showcases. I picked the one that had the most people I knew on it. So like, mm-hmm. it had more yammer about, sure. right? Sure. Sherry Austin, Jay Hallett. But then Brad was one of the acts, and he, he closed his set with that song about Juarez, Jesus vs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like going, God, I love this song. And I'd, I'd heard it before, and I, he got done, and I, go, and I go, would you mind if I, I cover that? He goes, no, go for it, you know? So, yeah, you, you find That's these, so cool. You find these other songwriters mm-hmm. that are kind of like doing what you do, and Brad, like to his own to his own demise, like helps other artists. Mm. You know, mm. but it's it's really well, cool. I don't know if he's it's really his own demise, but he's a very generous. Yeah, generous I think it's supporter. all karma, and I think it's good to come, it's a community thing too. I think it all comes back. Yeah. yeah, and you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely helped to build a section of the community in Los Angeles. It's Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It's yeah. two blocks from my house, or yeah. my old. Your old house, yeah. because you're moving. Let's right, talk. So you don't live there anymore. Yeah. Before the before the, the move talk, so you have <coughs> excuse me, you have a solo CD, then a duo CD. Is that correct? Well, the first CD, Luke is on the first CD, but okay. I started the first CD before I had a solidified band, and so I ended up hiring a lot of session players mm-hmm. to play on that CD. As but then Luke joined the band. I got paid to play on that record. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you. I'm joined kidding. the band and I'm kidding. You know, back to the tens of dollars. Right, anyway, right. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I, Luke joined the band about two thirds of the way through the recording process of that first album, mm-hmm. and um, some of the stuff that he came up with in working on the songs was so cool that we had to go back in. And he sings harmony all over nice. that album as well. He also plays. So all you've got a, a genuine jack of all trades at your side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I do. In a good way, not yeah. like a. I've tried like me tried several things half-assed kind of way, but you're actually proficient in oh. several. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, what are you gonna do? The yeah. self-deprecation yeah. hour. With yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I agree. I rock. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're really modest. Yeah, I, I really like that about you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love to play. I practice yeah. a lot to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so we went back into the studio and I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> put some of his stuff on there, and so yeah. you know. <clears throat> it's not technically a solo album. I guess it's an evolutionary album, okay. which then led to, you know, we were we became a proper officially duo. a duo. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, after that first album came out, and we started performing as a duo and touring as a duo, which then sort of established us that way. So then this album is really a duo album. Okay. But we we do have as well, um, you know, some other instruments on there. We have uh-huh. a bass player we work with from Los Angeles and percussion. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And so you're leaving LA now, moving to Colorado. Talk yes. about that a little bit. And Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and we had this conversation before I got the bat, but the thing plugged in. But so why Colorado and why the move? This time for a change. Well, um, Colorado it has been. It's a dream for me to live in Colorado. I've always wanted to live there. Mm-hmm. I've never lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty state. It's a beautiful state. It's incredibly beautiful. Yeah. And. Uh, I've always wanted to live somewhere really beautiful. And Los Angeles has its moments, but, you know, Los Angeles is a pretty high-stress place to be. Yeah. yeah, you know. And after, it's been quite a few years now, and now that we're touring as much as we are, it's really started to become clear to both of us 
Well, first of all, being on the road so much and being in so many different places, mm -hmm. you do start to realize that there's a lot of different ways you can live your life That's that are great ways to live your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you live just in a big city, which I lived in big cities mostly until we started touring, yeah. um, you think that the rest of the world lives that way too, but they don't. Right. The majority of the world does not live that way. Right. Did you know that you're allowed to wake up in the morning and sit on your porch and drink coffee for two hours if you no. want to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can if you want to. I guess you it could helps hear. If I you're retired. <laughs> yeah. They weren't retired. No, I know they're not retired. That's right. We have some friends in eastern Oklahoma. That's just how they've decided That's to set up their, their lives. Life. It's pretty great. That's what I want to do. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, you know, you 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 tour a bit, right? Or you do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, that, it's not like it's not work. <laughs> it's just you that's get to true. pick the hours. It's a just, right. Sometimes that's, it's right. a flexible you know? schedule, somewhat. Yeah. So that's so that's the the reason that we're moving to Colorado is we've decided that we can be based anywhere right. because we're touring all the time anyway. Well, I was gonna say probably probably Colorado, you're more centralized as far sure. as touring. So yeah. you, you can move eastward and tour. Yeah, and it, it'll make a lot of the regions that we tour much more accessible. Yeah. We go to Texas a lot, we go to Kansas. And so you're more centrally located now. The country, yeah. And you can come back here a lot too. We will come back here, yeah. yes. We already have three tours in the, in the works nice. for 2011, so yeah. Great. So, where you, so what, what is this is like probably going to be air in a, probably a few months. So what does 2011 look like as far as where you're going to play? Is it kind of all over the place? What can I remember? Yeah. Well, we have a lot that's... I'll leave um, it on the, the website, too. So. Yes, the website well, is definitely Well, we just booked a big gig. It's huge for us. Check. In uh, September. Yeah, we're just we're going to do Winfield Bluegrass, their 40th anniversary, the, um, the Walnut. Walnut Valley Festival. In which state? In Kansas. 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 Winfield, it's a Kansas. huge bluegrass festival. Nice. And it's, yeah. it's really exciting. To have gotten that, and I would imagine because of the because of the different styles you play, it kind of opens you up to the different kind of venues. You, you can play bluegrass festivals. You can probably play more jazzy things. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or does it hinder you? I don't know. Well, you know, it it depends. I think yeah. if we get, it depends on how you get in that door. I think a lot of bluegrass fans of bluegrass are going to love what we do. Sure. But sometimes the people who are booking the bluegrass venues. Have a more narrow it depends how definition hardcore, of bluegrass. The hardcore bluegrass mind, people. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it you know it, it it sort of varies. We've done actually a fair amount of work with the Southern California Bluegrass Association. Mm -hmm. Well, technically yeah, they've been great. BASC. Yeah. yeah. And at first, I think they were a little bit like, hmm, that's not really bluegrass. Right. But as our popularity sort of grew in the community, they embraced us wholeheartedly, and it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And we can, so, you know, we can tailor a show. I mean, yeah. we, if we really need to, we can tailor a show to basically be, be a bluegrass right. show. Much more bluegrassy. Right. Or we can be jazzy or romantic mm -hmm. or whatever. It's kind of, and it's fun for us too, it never gets old. Yeah, because you can always do different sets. You're, you're not just doing yeah. the same 15 songs. Yeah. You know, whatever, yeah. yeah. I mean, we keep sort of talking about, hypothetically, we'll see, but um, the third album maybe being, leaning a little more on the jazz side. Mm -hmm. Because we have... Uh, I have a couple of songs that I've written. Luke has a couple of songs that he's written that really are sort of in that yeah. kind of jazzy, torchy, um, cooler mm -hmm. sort of vein. And I think it would be fun to do an album that sort of sits more there than... Actually, our last, our latest album was really very eclectic. Yeah, I, I liked it because it was all over the map. I heard like the sound clips on the website and it was all over the map and it was really cool. <laughs> But I'm wondering. Can we quote you? Yeah. Yes, you can. It's all over the map. But and it's really it's cool. Really cool. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you can quote me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very eloquent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gaither. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I eventually yeah. played in the city and got six hours sleep. Um, <laughs> speaking of big cities. Anyway, um, yeah, and I think for some people, they like eclectic, and some people want, like, and I think for probably for a third record, it's good to maybe focus on something, maybe. Maybe. I don't well, know. we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. They can look at all the success it's I've had. It's all talk so, right you know. now. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I think as a live show, people love the fact that we have so much variety as we do. In fact, Absolutely. they comment on it all the time. Yeah. Um, as far as albums go, and just as marketing an album, right? the marketing side is a little trickier when you've got a lot of variation on an album, but it's still all in the same world that we're yeah. living in, which yeah. is this kind of Americana world. You know, mm -hmm. It's just within... Americana can be a fairly broad umbrella, and we tend to tiptoe from one end of that umbrella. Which is to part the of the appeal of it, too. I think we'll always yeah, maintain sure. a bit of an Americana thing. I mean, mm -hmm. even if we even made a jazz, jazz record, we're yeah. not going to like switch genres all of a right. sudden and yeah. start promoting, you know, we the jazz. We still play fiddles right. and mandolins and yeah. you know, right. guitars and all that. You're not going to do a polka album or anything. Or a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good idea, though. I haven't even thought of that. They become a klezmer band. I don't know what yeah. happened. Where's the fiddle? <laughs> like do a little ranchero record? Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, fun. We should do great in this town. Right? You know, there's only so many places to play. Well, cool. Well, you want to play something? Sure. All right. You know, I got to say it, and I say it all the time. I, I, lo I love writing songs, playing music, taking them out to people. But really, the people that I meet along the way are really the dividend of this whole endeavor. And meeting people like Stephanie and Luke, it's just, it's just very wonderful and cool. Uh, we had a great chat, obviously, sitting around my kitchen table. And if you're curious, that popcorn tea we were drinking, uh, I didn't realize that Stephanie was off caffeine. I hope she was okay the rest of the morning. It's called Genmai. It's a mix of uh, green tea, popcorn, and brown rice. And it's quite tasty. And I'll put a link to that on my website, or the podcast notes for 102 as well a couple of quick notes before we move on to part two uh if you want to see or hear any past podcasts if you're new to this songs and stories whole thing my website michaelgather.com now has a podcast archive page if you go to michaelgather.com and click on podcast you see you'll see a list of all 102 episodes dating back to february 2007 songs and stories is actually four years old this month and you can find some of the things we mentioned there, including interviews with Steve Key, uh, the Late Night at Far West, Wandering Around the Hallway podcast, uh, the two-parter with James Hurley, and some other stuff we probably name-dropped there during the talk. But you know how this works. We're not quite done. That was only the interview chat around the kitchen table part with Stephanie and Luke. Now we're going to hear play a couple of things. So if you're on iTunes, uh, click on episode 103. If you're on my site, you'll see the link right below it. If you're listening to this on Grateful Dread Radio or KC Cafe Radio, and thank you for doing that. Uh, the next episode will probably air next week. So uh, however you found this, so the next episode is right on its way somewhere. Uh, a quick note, too, if you want to find out more about what's coming up on Songs and Stories, you can send me an email, michael at michaelgather.com, and um, I can put you on my mailing list, and you'll see exactly what's coming up on the podcast. So once again, Stephanie Bettman's website is stephaniebettman.com. It's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B-E-T-T-M-A-N.com. You can also get to her by going to Songs and Stories 102 on michaelgather.com. I'm going to stop chatting so we can hear them play a little bit. Thank, for, thank you for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes, probably, on episode 103 of Songs and Stories.